Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be diving into Week 8 of the NFL season while breaking down the San Francisco 49ers matchup against the Seattle Seahawks from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on, and hopefully uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino, so action never stops. So once again, head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Barrier Podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. Now, before the break, we were talking about what we were going to be doing for the show. So further ado, we're going to dive right into the upcoming matchup this weekend between the 49ers and the Seahawks and what should be a very entertaining NFC West matchup. But we're going to recap what happened last week for both respective teams first. First of all, we're going to be starting out with the 49ers. We ended up going 2-0 on last week's video as they ended up dismantling the Patriots. We leaned to the 49ers to cover the number as they were an underdog in that game, surprisingly. And we also ended up leaning to the under as well. Uh, Game totaled 39 points. Patriots didn't score a touchdown. They did absolutely nothing all game long as that offense looks completely broken behind Cam Newton. And the 49ers were able to run the ball down New England's throats as they were able to uh, run pretty much freely the entire game. Looking at the numbers, Garoppolo struggled from a passing perspective. 20 of 25, which sounds pretty good. 277 yards, no touchdowns, zero picks. But running the ball, the 49ers had 297 rushing yards, 5.3 yards per carry, and four rushing touchdowns. They definitely showcased their dominance on the ground. And New England had no answers, and they'll be looking for a similar script against Seattle on Sunday. Now, breaking down the actual running backs, you had Jeff Wilson Jr., who was great. He had 17 carries for 112 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. However, he ended up getting injured on his final rushing touchdown, and he is currently on the IR, so he will not be playing in this game. Backup running back was Jermichael Hasty, who was very solid in limited action as he had nine carries for 53, uh, 57 yards, is equivalent to 6.3 yards per carry. Plus, Hasty also had one reception for 16 yards so he did a little bit in the receiving game as well. Uh, you had Kyle Juszczyk, who scored a touchdown on the fullback dive. McKinnon did absolutely nothing, which was very surprising, as he only had three carries for negative one yard. Uh, I will expect him to get more touches in this game, because Wilson is no longer available. But McKinnon has had an interesting role with the 49ers so far this season. They seem to be rotating running backs in and out. But it seems like Kyle Shannon really does like Jamichael Hasty. So I do think Hasty will be the starting running back going into this matchup before Tevin Coleman 
comes off IR most likely next week. But looking at the receiving core, Brandon Ayuk was definitely the uh, bright spot here as he had six receptions for 115 yards. You had Debo Samuel, who had five receptions for 65 yards. Uh, George Kittle, five receptions, 55 yards. Samuel did get injured. He's not going to be playing in this game and most likely not going to be playing the week following, uh, the week after as well. So he will be out for a little while. So expect Ayuk to get a little bit of a boost in production. And that is something that's worth monitoring keep uh, moving forward, especially after Kendrick Bourne had zero receptions for zero yards. I think he should be moved up in the depth chart and he should be able to produce a little bit more against Seattle's shaky secondary in the future. Now looking at uh, San Francisco's defense, they were very solid as well. They had two sacks. They ended up having four interceptions forced. Uh, great job by them, only giving up six points. They held New England to just 241 total yards of offense. Uh, it was just smothering. Forced four turnovers. Great stuff overall. And the 49ers should have a much harder time defensively against the likes of Russell Wilson, who is the front runner for the MVP through the first seven weeks. Now, breaking down what happened with Seattle in their uh, Week 7 matchup, definitely a very entertaining Sunday night football matchup that got flexed after they had to move the uh, Buccaneers and Raiders uh, because of some COVID concerns there. Uh, Seattle ended up losing their first game of the season in overtime to Arizona uh, by the score of 37-34. to Phenomenal game all around. Wilson had three interceptions, which was pretty shocking, but he also had 388 passing yards with three passing touchdowns. He also had 84 rushing yards, so he was great. Carlos Hyde led the way in the ground game as he had 15 carries, 468 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown. But that was because starting running back Chris Carson uh, ended up suffering an injury early on in that game, five carries for 34 yards. He's going to be out for this game, and he's considered week-to-week. So expect Carlos Hyde to get a boost there as the lead back for Seattle. Other than that, you had Tyler Lockett, who led the way in the receiving core, as he had 15 receptions for 200 yards and three receiving touchdowns. So he was great. David Moore, three receptions for 54 yards. You had DK Metcalf, who was extremely quiet, but he was also on Patrick Peterson Island, as he had two receptions for 23 receiving yards. He had a huge touchdown in overtime, uh, which would have definitely boosted his numbers, but it was called back on a holding penalty, so his numbers are very underwhelming, to say the least. As for Seattle's defense, still one of the worst defenses in the league. Gave up 37 points, had no sacks. Gave up 360 passing yards to Kyler Murray, along with three passing touchdowns. Also gave up 103 receiving yards to DeAndre Hopkins in a receiving touchdown. Chase Edmonds in the backfield was very solid. Uh, seven receptions for uh, 87 receiving yards, as well as 58 rushing yards. Fitzgerald had eight catches for 62 yards. So Seattle's defense has struggled a lot against the pass, and that definitely did not change over the course of uh, Sunday night. Plus, in the ground game, Kyler Murray had 14 carries for 67 yards and one rushing touchdown. Chase Edmonds, 58 yards, I said before. And Kenyon Drake had 34 yards before getting injured. So, Seattle was awful against the run as well, as they ended up allowing 4.8 yards per carry, as well as one rushing touchdown, which is very concerning. But the main issue with Seattle is the pass defense. They are currently allowing the most passing yards per game by any team in the league. And that is the huge Achilles heel for the Seahawks team. They have no pass rush at all, and they did address that over the last couple of days as they ended up trading with the Bengals to acquire Carlos Dunlap, veteran Carlos Dunlap, to potentially provide a bit of a spark to the defensive line. Is it going to help? Probably not. I don't expect him to play in this game because uh, he still has to go through COVID protocol before rejoining the team. But I do think that he might play a little bit of a factor in the future, but definitely not in this game, which takes us to where the numbers are currently set up for both respective teams. You have Seattle as the favorite at home, which definitely makes sense because Seattle is still 
uh, one of the best teams based on record in the NFC. Seattle's currently a three-point favorite, and the over-under is currently at 54. Now, for the over-under in this matchup, uh, you had a couple of thrilling games last year, which were surprisingly high-scoring. You had the overtime game last year and the final game of the regular season, which came down to the one-yard line tackle by the 49ers. The games have been very close in recent years. Seattle's defense, though, is so bad, I have to blindly lean to the over in every game they play. The offense for Seattle is one of the best in the league. They're averaging over 30 points per game. They can put up points in bunches. And even though the 49ers' defense was very good last week, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Cam Newton has just completely fallen off and New England's offense is broken due to the lack of weapons. So Seattle, just to actually look through their results this season from stats, they're averaging 33.8 points per game, which is the most points in the league, and they are allowing 28.7 points per game. They're also allowing a whopping 373.8 passing yards per game. So I do think that the 49ers should have some success uh, with Garoppolo uh, behind center. I know Samuel should be out, which means that you're probably gonna have Bobby uh, Wolf. You're probably gonna have Bobby Wagner exclusively on Kittle, which means I expect a big game from Ayuk. I do think that Hasty should have a pretty good game out of the backfield. I think Hasty should have a pretty good game on the ground game uh, because Seattle just has an awful defensive line. So I do think San Francisco should probably score around, I'd say, 31 points in this game. I think that's a pretty decent number to predict. And for Seattle, I think they will be able to score a couple of touchdowns, but I am a little bit concerned that this team uh, is going to be using a backup running back. I do think the Carlos Hyde, despite being decent, is a little bit past his prime, and that Seattle's defensive line has played, and that San San Francisco's defensive line has played a lot better over the last couple of weeks. So for me, I think the 49ers should win this game by the score of 31 to 28, which means that I personally like the 49ers plus the three. And I also like the over 54. I think this game should be very close throughout as these games tend to be between these two teams. But I do think the 49ers are a little bit more balanced offensively. I do think that defensively the 49ers are light years better. And I do think that after playing on a relative, I don't say a short week because they played Sunday night, but not having the full afternoon to prepare, I think definitely is going to hurt the recovery process of some of these Seattle players. The injuries don't help the 49ers with the injuries to Wilson and to Debo Samuel, but I do think the 49ers will be able to overcome, and I do think the 49ers should be able to force at least one or two turnovers in this game, and I cannot say the same about Seattle, because even though Garoppolo has struggled a bit so far this season, uh, Seattle's defense, especially against the pass, is so beyond bad that I don't think it's really going to matter. I do think that tracking the status of Jamal Adams is important for Seattle, because he is their best defensive player in the secondary, but at the end of the day, 49ers are 3-0, on the road, Seattle is 3-0 at home. Something has to give, and I think this game will be very close. I think if you want to take a prop, you could take this game to go to overtime if you really want to go for like a 10-1, to a 12-1 to odd, something like that for a long shot because these games always come down to the final possession, and I do think that is a pretty solid play based on value. But then again, how often do NFL games go to overtime? Not often enough for it to be that much of a payout. But right now on Fox Bet, you have overtime, yes, at 12-1. to So if you want to look there, you can. But I do think that this game will come down to the wire. And for that reason, I will take the points with the 49ers. So once again, uh, just looking at the NFC West as we normally do, breaking down the actual uh, division and where everyone stands. San Francisco won, but that didn't mean anything because every other team won in the NFC West besides Seattle. So San Francisco is still in possession of last place. Uh, The NFC West is currently uh, one of the best divisions in the history of the sport based on win percentage for the first seven weeks. Seattle's 5-1. Uh, they've been great. 
points for, 172 points against. Arizona, same exact amount of points for, 146 points against. You have the Rams, who ended up destroying the Bears on Monday Night Football, as they are 5-2, and two, tied with Arizona for second place. Uh, 176 points for, 124 points against. And then you have the 49ers in the last place of 4-3, 181 points for, 136 points against. So I know that these records right now are very impressive. They will look worse because you will be having, of course, divisional matchups where one team has to win and one team has to lose. So expect there to be a little bit of a regression in terms of winning percentage. I think the 49ers, though, are looking very promising to make the playoffs. But you have to wonder, is every team in the NFC West going to be a serious threat to make the playoffs? And I think the answer might be yes. Uh, if you look at the other teams in the uh, hunt, the NFC East is a lost cause. You have one team winning the division and no other team is going to be close to a playoffs by there. You have the NFC uh, North, where you have to wonder about what the story is with the Bears and the Packers. I think the Bears are going to fall off a cliff. I think the Bears are probably going to finish around 9-7, and seven, so I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. That's my hot take. You have the NFC South, where you have the Buccaneers and the Saints, which I think uh, I think the Buccaneers will probably win the division, but I think it's going to be very close. And the Saints should probably get a wild card, which means that one of these NFC West teams will most likely miss out on the playoffs. And if I had to guess on who I think it's going to be, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, at the end of the day, with Goff at quarterback, I'm still not that impressed. The defense is pretty good, but something about that offense looks a little bit off to me. Defense, of course, has Aaron Donald. They don't really have anybody else in the pass rush. The secondary is pretty good, but I really like how the 49ers have been playing lately, and I do think that beating the Rams head-to-head should definitely help them. Uh, I think that the 49ers with Garoppolo should be able to do enough offensively behind Kyle Shanahan's system to score enough points to let the defense dictate uh, tempo and dictate the actual game flow itself. So for me, I think the 49ers are on pace to get in, but of course they're going to probably need to win 9 or 10 games to do so and beating Seattle would definitely provide a very nice boost to their chances of making the playoffs. That is just my food for thought there. Seattle will make the playoffs because they are just insanely good offensively, and teams that struggle offensively will struggle to keep up with them on the scoreboard, but I do think that San Francisco does have the ability to keep up with them. So for that reason, I do think that the 49ers should be able to cover the spread, and I think this game will go over. So than that, though, that's been the installment of the Ben Vera Podcast, the Bleed Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you, and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.